You're listening to Handcuffs and Sage. We're three badass moms bringing you all the true crime and paranormal your heart desires. I'm Red. I'm Timo. I'm Dre. And don't let your kids listen. Seriously, just don't. Hey, it's Handcuffs and Sage. Hey, hey, hey. Woo! Oh my goodness. It's a regular episode. Regular. It's just regular. Regular. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> It's regular. But we get to hear about oh, my you know. boo again. It's always fun when it's about Ed. Well, we might be getting into stuff that isn't quite fun. Okay. Oh, I, believe. Okay. I have a feeling. Yeah. Let's keep it real. Yeah. Um, he is a serial killer. Uh-huh. But um, if he wasn't, I would climb him like a tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So this is actually part two of Ed Kemper. If you didn't listen to part one, stop. Go back. Listen, enjoy, love, leave a review on iTunes, and then come back. Mm -hmm, All right, mm -hmm. so we're going to be doing part two. So he's such an interesting serial killer for lots of different reasons. We'll we'll get into that. But um, a lot of people, even though he killed his grandparents, Mm -hmm, right, mm -hmm. he was quite unassuming (laughs) to a lot of people in his life, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so... Things we hear is he was a gentle giant and things like that. He was friends with cops. He was friends with cops. He would hang out at this bar called the Jury Room, which cool. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's amazing, right? Um, so, just to kind of go over part one, just a little bit, is he killed both of his grandparents. He was sent away, right? He did a great job at the asylum, right? Mm-hmm. He even ended up giving psychological tests to other people right. uh, staying there. And he learned, because he's basically a genius, genius IQ, right? <laughs> he learned what he needed to do and say to uh, be cured. He's cured, okay? Jesus. And so now he's out, and he's... You know, doing everything he's supposed to do while on parole, okay? So, you know, he's got a job. He's working on a road crew. He's Right. Right? He's, he's able to do things like a normal person <laughs> mm-hmm. would do. This is just a really crazy story, okay? So now we're going to go into the next chapter here, okay? Um, so I want to talk about his mother. Um, she was not the best, okay? He's a work. <laughs> So it's said that she does have borderline personality disorder. And with that disorder, they tend to choose a child that is singled out and that they will mistreat that one child. Mm. But, you know, they're great to the other children. Mm. Or they're a terror at home, but then in their work life, they're a saint. Right? And so we'll hear from... Carnell's like coworkers and things like that, that she was great. She was the best, right? But then she would do and say things that I think contributed to Ed becoming who Ed became, mm-hmm. right? Um, there are things that she said to him later on in life that made sense to me, actually. You know, of course, he killed his grandparents, mm-hmm. right? That's terrifying. So, we're going to get into that a little bit, okay? Um, so it is said that Ed, um, her, Ed's mother, Clarnell, fantastic Clarnell. name. Clarnell. Clarnell, what a beautiful name. I really came up with that one. Uh, Clarnell was cruel to Ed and not his two sisters, mm. okay? Um, 
she would refuse to introduce him to uh, girls on campus. She worked at the college, and people are like, oh, that's so awful, or, and Ed would say, that was so awful, but really, uh, that does make sense to me, because, you know, you, you killed your grandparents, that's not great, like, dating <laughs> material, that's not, like, first date. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, you'd be so perfect for my son. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Ed, that angered Ed, mm-hmm. that she would not do that, um, but that does make sense to me. Um, she would say to him, uh, they're too good for you. Oh, jeez. Right? Um, she would say things like, you're just like your father, and you mm. don't deserve to date these oh, nice girls. No. Things like that. Mm. She, she really is quite an act, okay? Um, and this would piss him off. That would hurt anyone's feelings, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but he would go cruising for girls. So there seemed to be this, like, vicious cycle he was in with his mother where she would piss him off, and then he would go and take out his rage mm-hmm. in inappropriate ways. Okay, he went and go for a walk or do yoga or meditate. Mm-mm. He would kill people. Mm-hmm. Okay, this gentle giant. Okay, And they were the, the hitchhikers, right? He liked to pick up the hitchhikers. Well, at this time, think about it. This is in the 70s. That was something that... They were all doing mm-hmm. without fail. And they were in Santa Cruz, Santa right? Cruz. So mm-hmm. that's a hippie town, sure. beach town. Sure. Of still course, is. yeah. Still is, man. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Santa Cruz, My kind of town. Slugs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was the vibe, and definitely in the 70s, that was happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so Clarnell got him a university sticker for his car, right, which made it so he was able to come and go at the university as he pleased. I don't understand that one. I, I mean, she maybe she that. did that because... Maybe she know, thought he only killed old people. Maybe. Just grandparents. Interesting. <laughs> that wouldn't let him have a gun. That's probably what mm, she had on. All right. Okay, but she did get him the sticker, which created easy access to the mm. campus. Um, on May 7th, 1972, Ed picked up two college students that were out... Hitchhiking. Um, I just want to remind people right now, don't hitchhike. Right. Okay. It's not safe. Write that down. Don't forget it. Okay. Right. And don't pick up hitchhikers because they could be Sure. Ghosts. Both ways. <laughs> right. How about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the two hitchhikers were Mary Ann Pesk and Anita Lucesa. I, I don't know if it's pronounced Lucesa, right? Because this is like an Italian sounding name to me, so... Mm-hmm. I'm saying it wrong. Um, he said he wanted to rape them, but he actually ended up just murdering them. <laughs> and I don't mean just murdering <laughs> them, but that was his first intent, and that did not happen. So he, he murders both of them, okay? Um, he said that they were quite grateful for the ride he gave them. Oh, my God. And that they were painfully naive. Ugh. I want to throw up in my mouth. Oh, my God. All right. Um, He said it wasn't too far to Stanford, which is, I guess, where they were trying Mm -hmm. to get to. Um, He said maybe it was an hour. Ed said that he would take them the whole way. I got you. I'll take you the whole way. Um, And they couldn't believe their luck. (laughs) This is what he's saying. But their glee soon turned to horror. Mm. Yeah. Awful. Right? Ed had gotten knowledge from reading police novels, right? He's a smart guy. He's taking in this information. He reads police novels, and he had learned how to keep the car door locked once the girls were inside. That's terrifying. 
Oh, like the child locks. Sure. Yeah. He also knew how to make the girls feel safe with him in the car. And a lot of the things that he did was he would pick up two hitchhikers at a time. Or he would pick up one and have her in the car and then maybe pick up another. And the second one would be like, oh, well, this she's in there and everything's mm, fine. So. I would totally think that way, too. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Buddy system, you're yeah, cool. Yeah, for mm. sure. Yep. And so you Okay, so after picking up both of them, Kemper drove off the highway and came to rest on a dirt road. The girls sensed that something was wrong. As if to intensify his own game, he told them that he intended to rape them and that he was going to take them to his apartment. Although he had learned from listening to stories of rapists in Atascadero that it was better to leave no witnesses. Handcuffing pests Apologies if I'm also saying her name wrong. Handcuffing Pesk to the back seat. He forced Lucasa into the trunk of the car. Mm. Oof. He then tried unsuccessfully to smother Pesk and to stab her. The knife blade hit her backbone and would not enter. Mm. But she felt the pain and put up a struggle. Mm. She also bit through the bag that he had placed over her head. Finally, he slit her throat and killed her. Mm. He then turned his attention to Lucasa and killed her as well. Though it wasn't what he had expected, now he had two corpses all to himself. He was nearly caught, you guys. As... The police had later learned he had driven towards Almeida and he had been stopped for a broken taillight. Oh, shit. He had maintained completely calm the entire time. Um, He had a polite attitude and he got off with a warning. Wow. During the entire encounter, Kemper later said he was excited. Had the officer decided to do a routine check and look in the trunk, Kemper would have killed him on the spot. Oh, my God. Wow. You know what I find so fascinating is that a lot of times we don't get these details. Yes. But we have these details because he was so forthcoming Mm -hmm. with it all. Oh, and he wouldn't shut up. Yes. Later here, he just would just talk and talk until finally once a cop just said, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Can you imagine the, like, the jubilee he would feel in being able to tell this story? And it would just, like. I think that's what makes him so, so unique. Yeah. So. Well, some killers like to talk about it. Because they get to get off right, on it. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. right. Yeah. He just talked ad nauseum <laughs> yeah. about it. Yes. Oh, shit. He yeah. liked to talk, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. Okay. My stomach is, like, turning. Yeah. Uh, just to know, like, that every time he told a story, he was like, ha, 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 I got it. Mm. Oh, my you know? Mm. Mm. And I want to give a shout out. I got a lot of information from Murderpedia, and they did a fantastic okay. job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did a great job. Um, his roommate was gone at the time, and so he had time to be with the bodies. He wrapped them in blankets, and he put them in his trunk. At his apartment, he laid them on the floor. He then took pictures of them in his bedroom. (laughs) He would remove body parts and then take more photos. He performed sexual acts with Mm. the parts. That's so bizarre to me. Ed, I'm not into anymore. Yeah. You ruined it. Over. You ruined it. I mean, to have... 
necrophilia, to have sex with a corpse is one thing. But no, he didn't want that. He wanted the body parts. Yes. <laughs> a lot of body, body part uh, sex with this. Uh, yeah. Disgusting. Pictures. Oh, my God. So, uh, mm. I'm not into it, man. Yep, mm-mm, sorry, mm-mm. He then put the body parts in bags and left them in an area in the mountains, right? This is actually quite typical. He used Pesky's head for sex before tossing it into a ravine uh, along with uh, Lucas's head. He just threw their heads in the ravine? Yeah, but he would put uh, body parts in, like, uh, like they would call it a shallow grave, so he could return and mm. do this again. Oh, God. <laughs> I, how did it not fall he off? He did what the animals eating, eating a, his little treasures. His toys? <laughs> yeah. Basically? So gross. Oh, Oh my gosh, you guys. This guy, man. Um, Ed then started giving safe rides to students, right? He would actually then pick up students and get them to their destinations, right? Okay. Like, no problem, I'm not going to kill you. But he was doing this to, like, kind of look for potential victims. Mm. And while they were in the car, he'd be like, this is so crazy. There's, like, killers out and about (gasps) and so unsafe, right? Make sure you're safe. I'll Mm -hmm. keep you safe. He's doing interviews to see which ones. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, why not? Mm -hmm. How would you feel if you're, like, sitting in the back seat and this guy's like, hey, did you guys hear about that one college student that nope. was picked up and killed? Nope. Uh-uh. Holy shit. And yeah. then it turned. Oh, <laughs> no. No. I would, I would probably yes. like. And then and he's got you locked in. Yes. Because, you know, I'd want to like tuck and roll. Right. But <laughs> tuck and roll. Guess that's just not happening. Mm-hmm. This is stuff of nightmares, Ed. Um, Ed would later say, when someone put their hand on my car door handle, they were giving me their life. No, Ed. They were getting in for a ride, you son of a bitch, and then you took their life. Mm -hmm. On September 14th, 1972, he picked up a cuckoo. She had been waiting for a bus, but then took a ride with Ed. Mm. She was only 15 years old. That's her name. Oh, okay. You know, the name. Yeah, I'm sorry. She was given by her parents (laughs) at birth. That's a cuckoo, okay? Okay. So, she's in the car. She's 15. She's just a little thing. He pulls out a gun and shows her the gun. She is freaked out. He says that she's even more freaked out when he, like, puts it away. Mm. Right? She's terrified. Um, I would be, too. At one point, this is crazy. At one point, he gets out of the car and accidentally locks himself out of the <gasps> car and she's right. in it and she's right. freaking the fuck out. There's a gun inside the car. He said that she was too scared to get the gun and to use oh. it and let him back in. Oh my heart. Oh, 15 no. years old. Poor baby. Oh no. <gasps> God. So Ed gets back in this car. He takes her and he like closes her nose. And basically holds her nostrils closed until mm-hmm. she, she blacks out. Mm. That's awful. He then rapes and strangles her. He then rides around with her body in the trunk, which he really liked to do. Mm. It's almost like, I've got this secret. Right. I'm mm-hmm. in control. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. He goes out and he has a few drinks, right, with oh his body. In the, oh right? So he's, he's having a couple of drinks. And then he goes home and he dissects her body. Right? That's what he likes to do. The day after the murder, he uh, goes in 
before a panel of psychiatrists as a follow-up for his parole. Oh, oh, my God. He had been doing well in school. He had stayed out of trouble. He was working. Mm. Ed was doing all the things, all the right things, right? This is terrifying. <laughs> this is, yeah. actually, like, terrifying, right? Because it could be anyone we know. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the thing yes. that's scary, is well, he could be anyone we know. Anyone. Psychopath. That's the pure definition. Psychopath. Someone that can do both yeah. of those simultaneously yeah. and... Yeah, and then when you find out, oh, my neighbor, he was so great, he bought me, he's like, That's so everyone's story. I know. Right? When they interview all the neighbors, that's like, what? What? He was but so he cool. he waved to me, like, all the time. It's, it's like so opposite nice. of what you would think. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that guy's a hermit. He's always in his house alone. Nope, it's not that guy. Mm-mm, Trust me, he guy. is safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the one pretending mm-hmm. everything is A-OK. The first psychiatrist said that there was no reason to consider Kemper a danger to anyone. Oh, my God. He is so good. He's so good. Wow. Mm. The second doctor used words like he was normal and felt safe with him. <gasps> Dang. Let's remember now. How tall is he? Like 6'9". Yeah, I would. So, yeah. And you would feel safe with somebody that, that's that big that killed his grandparents? How could you say that? Mm-mm. I felt safe with him? Nope. Mm-mm. That just goes to show you how manipulative he mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And we do see in later interviews the way he talks. I yeah. mean, I, I can see like yeah. he does seem very disarming, even though he's mm-hmm. a large man. So both doctors recommended sealing his juvenile records, right? Mm. And they were both like high-fiving each other. We, we rehabilitated <laughs> this child killer. Look at what we can do, right? Mm-hmm. Giving each other yeah. pats on the back, mm-hmm. thumbs up, right? Okay. Um, at that time, Aku's head was in his truck. Trunk. <laughs> oh my God! Imagine the boner he got, just knowing that walking mm-hmm. out, fooled yeah. them. Uh-huh. I got this body. Yeah. Oh my awful. God. Mm-mm. So eight years after killing his grandparents, he was totally free. Oh my God. Off parole. Yeah. And wow. at this point, he's killed how many? Like too many. Yeah. Three, three uh, girls, and then his grandparents. Five. Right. Okay, so Kemper then finds a place to bury her head and hands above uh, Boulder Creek, and these wouldn't be found until the following day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fucking Kemper, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so Edmund Kemper would later uh, talk about his crimes, of course, uh, and he would say what his motive was. He would say, my frustration, my inability to communicate socially, sexually. Um, I wasn't impotent, but I was scared to death of failing in male-female relationships. Mm. So instead, he killed bitches and then fucked their body parts because he couldn't, like, maybe take a master class and how to have a relationship or some shit. He was so messed up. And again, I really do think it has a lot to do with his mom, the way that she treated him. Yeah, it's crazy. Because when you are raised in that kind of home, right, where you're sleeping in a dark basement every night and you're told that you're less than, you don't deserve Mm -hmm. and you're disgusting and, right, stuff's going to come up. Mm -hmm. Stuff's going to happen. I'm not going to say that you're going to go end up murdering people. No. But maybe he had that thing about him, right, where... Given the mother he had, it was like a perfect storm. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So Ed purchases a twenty-two caliber pistol. 
Um, on January 7th, 1973, he picks up a hitchhiker. Again, Cindy Shaw. Um, you know, he immediately goes to a secluded spot and shoots her. Mm. It's really fast. Picks her up, takes her, and shoots her. He's okay? just trying it out his new piece. He's like, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mm-hmm. just does whatever he wants, okay? Yeah. Um, at this time, he was back living with his mother. Great idea. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's live with Clarnell. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, he took the body home. He dismembered her in the bathtub. Um, he kept her in his room overnight. I'm sure they did <laughs> lots of amazing things. Oh, and I'm then sure. he buried her head in the backyard. Um, I thought this was interesting too because with the other heads of other victims, he just like kind of tossed them over mm-hmm. the room. I mean, this one was kept nice and close in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he used it later to do things, but that seemed to be his MO, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He threw the rest of her body parts over a cliff into an ocean. He had taken time to remove the bullet from her body, so that could mm. not be traced back to him. So it's smart. really smart, mm-hmm. right? Um, and no one suspected gentle giant Ed Kemper at this point. This is well, just crazy. Yeah. I have a lot more for part three, but I wanted to start stop there. Okay. Okay, we're just starting this this. This journey, okay, with Ed Kemper, okay. All right, are you guys okay? Yeah, Do you need some water, maybe some nice cleansing Gonna breaths. Well, you've first. changed my mind about my boo now. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's not date. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. yeah. Mine Hunter did a really good job oh, of, yeah. of giving him that like teddy bear kind of, you know. Yeah. Like we all fell in love with him and that actor. Yeah. Well, I remember in Mind Hunter where the the guy first goes there and he's kind of sitting there, he's afraid. He yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. know what to expect. And Ed just kind of walks and he goes, You want a pizza? Like it's just like, hey buddy, yeah. like, hey, uh-huh. you know, we're just hanging out yeah. or whatever. We're friends. Yes. I don't kill people and <laughs> ways and then fuck their buddy buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. It's so crazy how it is. It's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Totally. Yeah. Multiple yeah. personality yes. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So scary. Ed Kemper part two. Okay. <gasps> he would probably kill us if he had a chance. Seriously. Ugh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then fuck your brain. <laughs> and no. stop it. Stop. Ew, 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 ew. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. All right, so let's do some paranormal shit to make us feel better. (laughs) I think this will make you feel good. I think so. Yeah. I think better than that. Yeah, it will. I actually feel a little nauseous right now. All right, so we live in the Santa Cruz Valley. And our claim to fame is Magic Mountain. Oh, we love it. Claim to fame, man. Right. It is. Mm -hmm. Back. I'm going to say 30 years ago, before Santa Clarita became Santa Clarita mm-hmm. as we know it today. Awesome, too. If I were talking to somebody and I they oh, where do you live? And I'm in Santa Clarita or Canyon Country, Valencia. They'd be, where's that? And I'd immediately say, Magic Mountain. Right. And they oh, yeah, oh, I know where that uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. So what I'm going to talk about is a cursed amusement park with a very bloody history that many say is haunted. Mm, okay. Girl. Yeah. It's abandoned now, but we're going to go back and do a little bit of history when it was up and running. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go way, way, way back to about the land. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I'm going to do my little uh, introduction of it. It was built in 1926. It's called the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Okay. Mm, and it's nice. in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it was the hub of family fun in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was the place to go mm-hmm. in West Virginia. However, several people died on its attractions and it closed down soon becoming one of the world's most creepiest abandoned amusement parks. I can't imagine those things being safe in the 40s, mm. 50s. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Even the, like, carnivals that come into town, I always, oh, yeah. like, uh-uh. I they're, like, I'm creepy sure. and scary. Yeah, I'll go to eat the food. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm going to eat the food. But, like, have you ever <laughs> been on one of those Ferris wheels? It is, like, it's I creepy. Have, I have a thing about heights. So well, I you have to think about it's dismantled, right. put in a truck, Mm-hmm. Travel somewhere, yes, and then remantled, right. and, the and then you ride on it. <laughs> putting right. it together don't seem like they mm, care. That is exactly. kind of that's the, the point. Yeah, that's uh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah. Even carnies now today are like, uh, I don't know about that. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so I was on a Ferris wheel at Mary Immaculate Church, and I thought I was going to die. <gasps> like, you're oh. up there, it's kind of windy, you hear the creaking. <laughs> I can't imagine what this carnival, what yeah. this amusement park felt like. Yes. Have, um, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. I loved the zipper. The zipper is it's a, like a mm-hmm. rectangle, but like an oval. And mm-hmm. they're these little weird shaped, like L-shaped little cars. And two people sit on them, and then... This turns like this, mm-hmm. and oh, then yes. you spin. So if you rocked it, by yes. the time you got up to this top point, you could get yourself so spinning. I'm already getting nauseous. Yeah. Me, and, <laughs> me and my bestie back in the day, we would just spin that thing. Could you imagine just flying out, like it breaking, and then you? it was yeah. <laughs> back in the day when I had no fear at all. Young and dumb. Young and dumb. Okay, so there are spooky stories about Lake Shawnee Amusement Park way, way before it opened in the late 1700s. So we're going woo, way really back. back. Mitchell and Phoebe Clay, along with their 14 children. Oh, do you want to have another? You know what? Let's have another. That's <laughs> the conversation in like every year for 14 years. <laughs> or, for real, there was nothing to do. So that's, that's what true. you had to do. Oh, could no you imagine uh-huh. if I hubs and I didn't have Netflix? Oh, God. <laughs> of course. And then they just had their older children take care of their younger sure. children, and they never really had to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mind. Oh man, that's so. My grandparents were. My grandparents had twelve. That's so crazy. Yeah. That's so my sad, my grandparents man. had fifteen. Oh, Yikes! Yeah. yeah. No, that was the you thing died. to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just have sex all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was eight hundred acres of land. Wow. And they were actual immigrants from Europe, and they settled there in seventeen seventy five. Wow. Okay. Unfortunately, they were unaware that the land was actually Native American burial ground, which pissed off the local Uh, natives. So here comes this huge family with all these kids moving into their land, and they build on top of their burial ground. White people, Mm -mm. am I right? Yeah, not good, not good, not good. (laughs) In August of 1783, Mitchell went hunting. Two of his sons, Bartley and Ezekiel, were building a fence on the property. And one of their daughters, Tabitha, was doing laundry. A small group of Shawnee ambushed the two boys, 
shot Bartley dead and stabbed Tabitha to death as she tried to run to the house to safety. Okay. Uh, Clay's wife, Phoebe, knew what was going on. She grabbed all the children and she ran to... You guys, that's awful. Yes. She ran to the neighbor's property, which was miles and miles away. Right. The Shawnee left, but they took Ezekiel captive. They later burned him alive no, at the stake. Stop. Yes. Native Americans, they were ruthless. I know. I mean, that's the way people yeah. kill people. I mean, it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. Clay returned to find some of his family mis- massacred or missing. So he vowed for revenge. So he got a posse going. He got a search party going. The members of the Clay Party caught up with the Shawnee, fought them, killed several of them. Oh, my God. Claiming their retaliation. And then they de-skinned some of the dead with skin in strips, and they used them as razor strips. Now, in the old days, you, oh, had, like a straight, leather. you yeah. had a straight razor, yeah. and to sharpen it, you had these long strips of leather, and it uh-huh. would go... So they yeah. use the natives' Stop. skin uh. as those. Fun fact, the Clay family passed these down like grotesque family heirlooms. That's disgusting. <laughs> this oh is so awful. Like, on both sides, yes. it's awful. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. We have white people taking land. What the mm-hmm. hell, white mm-hmm. people? And then... They're wanting it back, right? Yeah. This is sacred land to them, yes. mm-hmm. right? And if that's how they handle their business, and then the clay is passing down heirlooms from the dead shine, skin, it's bad on both sides. Right. Unfortunately, that's just how it was in history. Oh. Yeah. That's how it was. Everyone was ruthless oh. like that. Well, I'm not a fan. Write that down. <laughs> okay. I don't like it. The whole, like, the passing it down and <laughs> yes. using their skin that's is just like... We have a wedding. Other uh, cows, guys. You. Just use the cows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So horrible. Yep. So many believe that the Lake Shawnee area is haunted by the restless spirits of the Clay family as well as the Shawnee people that sure. were murdered. Right. Years later, Conley T. Sindo bought the land where the Clay farm stood at one mm-hmm. time. But unbeknownst to him, he knew nothing of the land's bloody history. So they need to just pass this information sure. on. Just pass it on. That should yeah. be something this that's passed This was in the on. 40s. Yeah. So m- hundreds of years had passed. Mm-hmm. So they, the stories were probably long gone by the time he bought the land. He decided, I'm going to build an amusement park. Oh, okay. sweetheart. <laughs> oh, let's all have fun. I've got an idea. <laughs> Hear me out. Yeah. Yes. It's not Indian burial ground, but it's okay. But there's right. going to be popcorn and corn dogs. <laughs> and yes. Love that cotton candy, baby. <laughs> so... The Lake Shawnee Amusement Park opened in 1926, and it was a favorite destination to visit for the local coal miners and their families. So this was the place for the coal miners to just go let go, have fun, bring the kids, have a happy family day. that makes sense. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. no Netflix, I guess we're good. Right. Amusement Park. The park had a Wild West show. A swimming hole with water slides, and then it also had the pond where he had canoes. Mm-hmm. You can rent a bathing suit for 15 cents for the day. <laughs> That's oh, gross. That. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then later on, there was a dance hall. A speakeasy. Mm-hmm. And then in the 1950s, that's when the carnival rights came. 
So more and more people came and it was a huge success. It was the place to be until people started dying. After operating for 40 years, the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park shut down in 1966 after six people in total died on the park attractions. Well, I would assume six that people would die in Mm -hmm. this situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where's the regulations? Yes. Crickety Asperis wheel. Are there even seatbelts? Probs not? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not shocked that people died at this amusement park. But that's also how it was back in the day. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were kids, we were able to go out and play and not have to worry about anything. We played on a hot metal. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seat belts in the back of my mom's wagon. Yeah. What are seat belts? Exactly. No, uh, Baby seats. I sat on no. my mom's lap every every time we went in the car. You don't need yeah. a baby seat. You don't need that. That's <laughs> that's for us. We're just so right. lucky to be alive, guys. I know. I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> Survivors of the eighties. All right. So July third, nineteen sixty six, a young boy was dropped off by his mom in the morning to enjoy the park. When she returned hours later to pick him up, she was unable to find him. No, 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 no. A total search was done. Unfortunately, workers eventually discovered his body in the swimming pool. Mm -hmm. Some stories say that he was found floating in the water, but others claim that one of his arms got stuck in the drain and Mm -hmm. he was unable to swim up and he drowned. And that happens. Yes, it happens all the time. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Right, and there was probably no lifeguards. No lifeguards. Yeah, no lifeguards. Mm-mm. You don't need lifeguards. Right. Right. Didn't they say they had to drain? They yes. had to drain it to. Yes. So the pool, find- they yeah. drained, filled it up with sand, mm-hmm. and never spoke of it again. Mm-hmm. We don't need to talk about this horrible thing that happened here. Yes. All of a sudden, the pool was gone. It was just a big sand trap. Like, oh, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not a boy drowned in that. No. Mm-mm. Also, in 1966, a young girl was riding on the swing. So this is the circle swing. This is uh, where they hung, hang from chains, and they go in circles, mm-hmm. and then you kind of fly. It's so when they have it, Magic Mountain. Yes. Yeah. But this, I don't think this one uh, went up like Magic Mountain. Oh, yeah. It was no, high in just the sky. Was, yes, yeah. wild. Uh, d- soda delivery truck had pulled in at the same time. Mm-hmm backed in a little bit too close to the swings and they collided oh, no. and she was killed instantly. Oh, mm. oh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Witnesses just remember her her pretty pink dress covered in blood. Mm. Mm. So after the pool incident, the rumors of the Clay family and the Shawnee hauntings and now this girl's death, mm-hmm. the park's reputation just went... And it became known as the park that was not a safe place for children to be. Yeah, no shit. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it's not. And it was forced to shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. Wow. So the park did leave a few small structures standing in the park, which now became creepy they look shells. creepy. As yes, well. creepy shells of what yeah. used to be. Like dilapidated, mm-hmm. falling apart. This sounds horrifying. Yes. So this is in 1966. Okay. The land sat empty for years. Uh, in 1985, Gaylord White. Great name. Yes. Love it. A man who once actually worked at the amusement park bought the land and he was inspired to fix it up and reopen. Why but would he why do that? Why? There's so many other things to do. 
So he added paddle boats to the pond, a stage for concerts, and bumper cars. Sounds like the, a good time. This does actually sound yeah. good. Yeah. Sounds like good a good job, Gaylord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it only lasted three years due to low attendance and the high insurance rates. Go figure. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. Well, people. It's funny. If he would open it up as like a, a paranormal center, yeah. his attendance rates would probably be through the Making roof. The money. Come <laughs> see oh, this yes. creepy shit. Come see this creepy shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pay to stay the, stay the, stay the night. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to okay. go. Okay. We're, we're going to talk about that. I don't, want to, I don't want to spoil it for you. So just hang, hang on Uh-oh. to that thought. So during those three years, strange sights and sounds occurred on the park everywhere. Uh, Possibly scaring the visitors away. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why the low attendance was where it was at. I'm scared away just hearing the story. Exactly. <laughs> uh, attractions like the swings, the Ferris wheel were left standing as cre- as a creepy reminder for the bloody dark past. Oh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Why, Gaylord? Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, 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 why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The White family still owns the land today and occasionally gives tours allows paranormal investigators to visit and do investigations, and they do a special events during Halloween time. Excellent. Fun, West Virginia. Yes. All right. Fun, spooky fact. When Gaylord reopened the park, he wanted the Ferris wheel and the swing rides to be more vintage. So he tracked down these original rides. Oh. All right. No. He bought the swing from someone in New Jersey and had it shipped to him in West Virginia. As he was rebuilding it, it was in pieces, he got curious about the history of it, and he saw the serial number. He did some research. It was the same exact swings that were there in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. That is so crazy. Oh, I'm going to pass on these. Oh, Can my God. Can you believe that? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Okay. So this little girl is the park's most famous mm-hmm. ghost. She often appears in her bloody pink dress. Her presence is felt near the swings. Duh. Aww. Uh, the swings have been seen moving, and if you go to go check it out, the seat is warm in the oh. middle, and then there's cold, freezing, icy cold breezes all around you. Mm-hmm. So the seat, it, sorry, I just hit the mic again. Uh, the seat is warm as if someone was sitting there, but then it's freezing all the way. It doesn't make oh, sense. Oh, no. Mm. I don't like any of this. Yeah. Not a thing. <laughs> okay. Sometimes she's seen walking around different areas of the park. Gaylord White II ran right into her one day in the park. I got the chills. And he remembered just looking at her, and she just stared with this intentful look at him. And it just seemed like forever, but it wasn't. It was just moments. And he was just frozen in fear until she just disappeared. She was looking through. Can so. you believe that? Oh, a little girl. And in it's like, like yes, 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 looking at you mm-hmm. on, nope. on this plot of land. I knew you no, would thanks. love that it wasn't white. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sick of white. <laughs> I'm over it. He also told a story of his father's. Now, this is freaky, y'all. Whenever his father would go out and mow the grass, he said it always felt as if he had a weight 
on his shoulders, like if a child was playing piggyback. Oh, uh, God, no. Uh, no. Yes. I would stop mowing the lawn immediately For real. if I was getting that feeling. Well, then he got a tractor, uh, you know, one that he could drive, that? a mower, you know, a yeah. tractor mower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one day he turned and saw the little girl sitting right next to him. And he's like, fuck this. He stopped it, got off, and Gaylord Jr. says it's still sitting there. It hasn't <gasps> moved ever since. Holy yeah, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't use it again. Oh. No thanks. Oh, can you imagine? This is the so ghost interesting. Was on his back the whole time. Maybe oh. he just made this up so he wouldn't have to take care of the grass. The grass he's like, like my wife will let me buy a rider mower. Uh-huh. So if I tell her that the Gotta little bring up yes. this ghost yeah. situation that's affecting mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Visitors today have reported seeing rides moving on their own, glowing orbs floating around the park. And many have claimed to hear Native American chanting. Mm, like Shawnee. Yes. Yes. So I watched Ghost Lab last night. Uh Uh-huh. And they did the EVPs on this. They visited and they went there. And, um, you know, they're they're like Ghost Lab. They're big buff guys, right? And they're like loud and like, I'm Mm -hmm. aggravating you. We're going to open up a park. They actually went to the extent of bringing in like um, little mini buildings and stuff and pretending that they were going to open up the park again. And they're like, we're going to aggravate you. We're here to like get, you know, we want to hear from you. And they tried to talk to the little girl and to the little boy. Um, He was actually on a paddle recording EVPs. Oh, Jesus. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. It was so creepy. (laughs) I'm watching this at like 12 o'clock at night, right? I would kind of dig that. The little girl, um, they, they were saying like, move the, move the swing. Let's, do it over here that they're like sitting there recording evps and they do have a recording of um native american chanting in one of their evps mm-hmm. yes yes i'm not gonna watch that <laughs> yeah you can hear i've him. seen it i yeah. just don't remember i have to re-see it well, yeah i'm changed yeah so right mm. so there is one seat on the ferris wheel that more than one person report seeing an apparition on that one particular seat. Different times, different days. And it's not always the girl, or it is the girl? It's an apparition, so I don't think it's a little girl. This is the fairest will. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this okay. is not the swings. So okay. they see an apparition on that. Hmm. In the early 1990s, one of Gaylord's sons was digging on the property and discovered Native American artifacts, including pottery and arrowheads. So they called in a team of archaeologists from a nearby university Mm -hmm. who found more artifacts plus graves. No. So this is sacred land, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Should they not be digging up um, burial sites? They unearthed at least 13 skeletons, which were mostly children. Oh, no. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. How are they allowed to do that? Well, it's their own land. Yeah, this so it's like getting worse and worse and worse. Just leave it I mean, be, like, walk away. Well, this is it, you guys. So they decided that it was considered sacred land, and um, the whites decided to never dig or build on that land yeah. again. Okay, mm-hmm. have they seen poltergeist? Man? <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> So the archaeologists determined that two different Native American groups lived on the lake in the past, and they estimated that there were about 3,000 graves under the park. (gasps) 
Can you imagine all 3, that? 3,000 graves Three. under the park? Yes. I got the chills. Yes. Can you imagine all that craziness? No. No. Oh. Uh-uh. That and is, you're like desecrating their yes. their site. Like, uh-huh. yes, they're uh-huh. going to come out. For years and years and years and oh years Oh, my years. goodness. Yes. No. So they figured either widespread illness forced them out or it wiped them all out. So that's why there were so many there. Mm-hmm. Awful. That's so awful. In 2005, ABC's Scariest Places on Earth, I love that show, mm-hmm. filmed there. And they had a psychic that they were working with, and she actually refused to enter the park grounds yeah. at night due to the crazy energy that she got off the park. Why well, at night, duh. not during the day? Why would that energy be different? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Because maybe um, during the 3 a.m., the witching hour, have to do with, like, the, the veil the, is more open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, like... When he was on the lake, you you know, like they even say, like the the fog is like more of a conductor, mm. right? So yes. during the day, you have the heat, just like it's not as conducive to activity. Yes, yes. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Nighttime is and just... water is a conductor too, right? Right, so he's on mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. in fog, right above three thousand dead bodies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Then there was an episode of Ghost Lab. Uh, they visited there and. Uh, I don't know if you saw this part or not, but a crew member claims that she became trapped inside an old ticket booth, but it didn't have a lock, but she couldn't yes. get yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Yeah. She freaked out so much that they had to take her to the hospital. Oh, I would. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wowie. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. And then every October is the dark carnival where creepy clowns may or may not be involved. Fuck that. <laughs> Sorry. I oh, Already? Got, it was bad, and then scary, and then super scary, and then who, you said clowns. Who goes there? Yes. I know. I, won't, I, would, I, won't, I, won't, I won't be there. I know you would. <laughs> yeah. make I don't think life we can decisions. go with you. I don't think we have that. No. Oh, no. I'm, like, deathly afraid of clowns. You all know This that. is the thing. If I were to go there on an investigation, a tour just to see it, or for one of those things. I would definitely do some meditation, protect myself, uh, definitely do all that before I would go. I would, would just go. not go. <laughs> That's a really good way it, to protect with the clown, Just the clowns? Or, or oh, no, all, all of it. Right. Okay. No, all of it. Okay. All of it is not my bag. If you would like to join me in West Virginia <laughs> to uh, Dark Carnival, please ail, uh, email me at... <laughs> handcuffs and stage at gmail.com <laughs> and she's Don't she's not joking she's not kidding <laughs> somebody take Timo so there you go there's been so many other shows about it um, too many to talk about uh, um, Dead Files which is one of my favorite shows where it's Steve Deshavi and mm-hmm. Amy Allen they actually went there in, in season 9 I believe it was there's that many seasons mm-hmm. they got so so many crazy EVPs and stuff. So that many heebie-jeebies there. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many. I like my armpits are like stinging. Yes. I'm like, oh, you just. I, I yeah, I love it. I love it. So, so I'll have to say, I watched this before I went to bed. Not a good idea. <laughs> no. Not uh-uh. a good idea. Uh-uh. And then I started like kind of reading about it a little bit and scared the shit out of myself. So I actually had a nightmare. You guys, I've been having these uh, so often because you know I, I had a. a pool dug out right yeah. and so i'm thinking like indian burial grounds and oh, like whatever damn. and it's just like poltergeist would, would they have told <laughs> yeah like would they have told no. me if they found For something sure. no it would be crime scene so they would have to stop building mm. all all construction 
they'd have to come out and they'd have to do a, a crime investigation to make sure that it, the bones yeah. or the body parts were not recent for See, a but my friend's a, my friend's of time. building the pool so like he'd be like oh, oh shit Dre I'll like, just hide this oh, one for you okay. <laughs> he kicks the skull oh. over nobody saw anything dang you know what I'm saying I'm oh, gonna ask no. him I'm gonna I be told like, her two weeks for the pool <laughs> we're doing it in two weeks <laughs> don't lie to me tell me the truth what you find in there oh, having man. like nightmares it's kind of scary it is kind of scary right scary. cause he would totally hide it from me he would <laughs> And that's oh, a fantastic Yeah. The high school season <laughs> can get done. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Yay. Oh, so good and scary. Oh, yes. Fuck. It was one of the scarier ones, right? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. yeah I, as I was doing research, I'm like, wow, there's like so many scary points that are mm-hmm. so frightening. Really frightening. Little really girl frightening. while he's mowing. That part just freaks me out. <sighs> and then I wonder why, okay, if that happened, like, then why wouldn't Ghost Lab go, well, let's go mow the lawn then. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's finish the job. Let's go do it. If you already know that's where she presents herself. Yes. Go do it. What are you guys doing? Oh, that's a really good point. I guess Come on, Ghost Lab. Get it together. Email. Oh, maybe I'll get the, the guys from, um, you know, those other hot guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write to them and tell them. You know, the other there. We should <laughs> tell. Uh, okay, wait. Go there and mow the lawns, please. But you need to take your shirts off. Off, please, mm-hmm. please. The ghost said, "Take it off." <laughs> West Virginia. I think my brother-in-law is getting married this June in Virginia. So, mm. let us know how it goes. Yeah, I might have to go with you. Yeah, you go. To the, you go to the wedding. And I'll go to Shawnee. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Oh it's God, it's Jesus. set. All right. Good job. Yay! Love it. Okay. Oh. Loved it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It's oh. the. Badass story of the week. Woo! Oh, uh, I love it all together. Oh, uh, it. All right, man. Are we you guys, cry? are we gonna cry? I mean, I I want to say like every time I watch them, I want to I cry. Like oh. if you watch the videos, there's ones. a lot of a lot of emotional stuff oh, yes. going on. Yes. So yeah, so we have a um a frat house in Louisiana State University, Pi Gamma Delta, and they are in Baker, Louisiana. So um, they had a cook. Her name was Jessie Hamilton, is Jessie Hamilton. She's 74 years old. She worked for this frat house for 14 years. Ooh, mm. So she developed this um, amazing bond with all the boys that mm. ran through the, the frat house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So 14 years of cooking for them, giving them life advice. Mm. You know, if they needed a ride, she would give them a ride to the grocery store, to doctor's Aww. appointments, all these things, right? She was like mama, big mama, right? Aww. This is this lady. She's um, amazing. So she actually bought a, her own house when she turned 60, right? So she kind of bought it later in life. And she's 74 now. So 14 years later, she's got 15 more, 15, 16 years of a mortgage to, to worry about. Well, one of the frat boys, Andrew, um, called to check on her at the beginning of the pandemic and mm. she was 74 years old, still working two jobs oh. because she had to pay the mortgage. Oh. And it was just her, you know, she wanted to to finish doing this. And she had worked, you know, so long at, at the frat house. Now she's doing two jobs just to make the mortgage. Mm. And he was like, you know what? She was such a, a light in our lives being there in college. And all these boys, they grow up and they go be something, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. go make all this kind of money. Mm-hmm. So he got a group of like a dozen boys. They got together, men now, right? They got together and said, look, um, you know, Jesse needs our help. 
she still has like 15 years to go on her mortgage. Um, why don't we try to help her out? Mm. So they got all of the alumni from the fraternity to come together. It was about 90 members oh. that all donated their oh. own money. Oh, my heart. Oh, my heart. Their own money. That's so awesome. 90, 90 members ranging from 600 to to $1,000. Which would be, is nothing. Right. For, for each one guy, yeah. nothing. Right. Uh huh. They managed to pay off her mortgage. Oh, my gosh. yeah. They paid the uh, whole thing off. Oh. What a beautiful story, yes. right? Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> it was just so, it's so heartwarming, so beautiful. These kids, you know, men now got together and they just paid it off because cool. she was such a badass in her life mm-hmm. and she did so much for them that they're like, well, let's just repay her for mm. that with all this love. And then she could retire. And, then, and yeah. yeah. So she just was like, they, they surprised her on her birthday. <laughs> they paid off the mortgage. She's 74 years old now. And she's Aww. like, I can finally retire. Aww. And she's like, and I want to visit Hawaii. That's what yes, I mean. Yes, girl. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. it. So Isn't nice. Beautiful. It Aww. is beautiful. I love all of our badass. Yeah. Yes. They're always so good. So sweet. It makes you feel better uh-huh. after mm-hmm. the shit we talk about. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Jay. Yay! Yay! Great badass. Mm-hmm. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all the social media things. Guess what? We're there. Mm-hmm. Stalking mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, we love to hear from everybody. You can email us at handcuffsandsage at gmail.com. We have a website, handcuffsandsagepodcast.com. We do spooky ooky tales. So that's when you guys send in paranormal true crime survivor stories but really you get to come on and share your story with us on the podcast mm-hmm. and we exactly. love that mm-hmm. so those stories are first put on our patreon page mm-hmm. so check out our patreon page you have three ways to support your favorite gals and you get swag um and then you get to hear these spooky stories right we love it Rebecca's, which is our second Spooky Uki, which was only available if you were a member of our Patreon, uh, is now going to be released out into the universe, so y'all can watch it now. And it's such a great, not watch it, but listen to it, it's such a great story. It is great. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So check that out. Um, Be a badass. Take two seconds. Leave us a review on iTunes. Please. Really helps us. We love it. Always reach out to us. Love it, love it, love it. Yes. Share with us always. Um, are you all set? Mm-hmm. I think so. Are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and remember, we, we do what we want. want. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yes, all right. Yes, yes, yes. Bye. Remember, let me know if you want to go to West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And phone sex okay. operators yes. in your okay. okay, love it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to Handcuffs and Sage. Music is Leave Now by We Are Wasted and cover art by Megan Winchester. Be a badass and do what you want. Until next time. Bye.